2: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on our Monday edition of Bo Rush Hour, if you'd like to be part of the program. Well, if you do, it's dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And where do we stand? What a busy weekend this has been. We are Republicans, and I say we, and I'm a conservative, really, so they lost the Senate. Over the week, well, they didn't lose everything. We could still end up with, according to the numbers, a fifty-fifty tie with the Vice President of the United States, who's also the President of the Senate, called in to do tiebreakers. So, in theory, Republicans have supposedly lost the Senate. Why do I say supposedly? I am tired. Folks, of the kind of elections that we've just seen. Here we are a week later almost. Tomorrow's a week since Election Day. A week. One week. And they're still counting votes in places that they should not be counting votes. This should have been done. And today, right before the show, I saw a story, a headline, and and it was like, huh? What? I printed it up. It was from the post millennial. Listen to this. One of the places, one of the biggest troubled places in the United States, as you know, and this has happened in successive years now, is Maricopa County. Maricopa County, Arizona. Maricopa election officials launched PAC in 2021 to stop MAGA candidates. So the people... First of all, in Arizona, you have the woman that's running for governor who's running the statewide effort on voting, the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who refuses to debate, refuses to face her opponents in the public square. Now we learn that these two guys, these two so-called Republicans that are in charge of Maricopa County, have been running a pack, and we don't know to what extent they have personally gained from their PAC, but a PAC called Pro-Democracy Republicans of Arizona claims on their website that they're fighting to keep our democratic institutions alive. It has been revealed that the embattled Arizona Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, and supervisor, Chairman Bill Gates, in 2021 started a political action committee to stop MAGA candidates. So the people there telling us that everything is fine with these tabulation machines that went wrong, the people that are directly in charge of the tabulation machines that went wrong in Maricopa County started a pact to try to deny MAGA candidates electoral success. This is according to the post Millennial. Dot com, postmillennial.com on November seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Meg Cunningham from the Kansas City Beacon tweeted that Richard, the Maricopa County Recorder, is launching a pack to support ours running for non-federal Arizona office, who acknowledge the validity of the twenty twenty election and condemn the events of January sixth, twenty twenty-one, as a terrible result of lies told about the November election. This guy, Richard, who's in charge of the voting machines in Maricopa County, one of them in charge, retweeted it, said thanks to a few generous donors, this is now launching. Join me if you care about traditional Republican stuff, free people, free markets, rule of law, but don't believe in conspiracies about the 2020 election or that January 6th was a tourist event. The PAC, called Pro-Democracy Republicans of Arizona, claims on their website that they're fighting to keep our democratic institutions alive. The website is sparse on details, aside from how to donate. But it does have a few sentences on their mission. The Arizona election wasn't stolen, they say. We Republicans simply had a presidential candidate who lost, while he had many other candidates who won It's time. We Republicans accept... And acknowledge that fact. You might as well put Liz Cheney in charge of this. Katie Hobbs, you've got the Democrat Secretary of State. In this failed election in Maricopa County, these two, these two, we now learn are anti-quote-unquote MAGA. And what and who was defining MAGA as a bunch of extremists? Why it was the president of the United States during this election cycle? It was Democrats, and so the two people in charge of the election machines, some of the tabulators that have problems. These are the two that came up. We played the soundbite from them last week talking about the tabulators. These are the two guys that we played that soundbite from talking about the tabulation problems that were there, Bill Gates and Richer, this guy Richer. And these are the guys that were patiently explained to us almost like it was no big deal that their tabulators were broken. That would have been on Wednesday or Thursday, I think, of last week that we were we played that. Now we learn that these Republicans, so-called Republicans, these Republicans... These moderate Republicans, these guys in charge of the machines in Maricopa County, where we still don't have all the votes counted. Here, let's thank you, Kevin. Kevin quickly dug out the the soundbite from last week, and here it is.
3: Roger, roger. Hello, Maricopa County. I'm Bill Gates, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I'm Stephen Richard, the Maricopa County Recorder. And we're here to give you an update on how things are going so far with the election. We've already had almost 44,000 people show up this morning, check in, and be available to vote. And things are going great out there, but there's one thing that we wanted to address to make people aware of today. And that has to do with our tabulators. We've got about 20% of the locations out there where there's an issue with the tabulator where some of the ballots that after people have voted them, they try and run them through the tabulator and they're not going through. But the good thing is, is we do, first of all, we're trying to fix this problem as quickly as possible. And we also have a redundancy in place. If you can't put the ballot in the tabulator, then you can simply place it here in where you see the number three, and this is a secure box where those ballots will be kept for later this evening, where we'll bring them in here to Central Count to tabulate them. So this would function much like early voting functions in that we would get your ballot back. Once we've signature verified it, we would send it to our central tabulators ballots that are in here will already be in effect signature verified so we won't need to confirm identity but we will central tabulate them this is actually what the majority of arizona counties do on election day all the time and just one thing to keep in mind we have 223 vote centers across the county so if there are long lines at the location you're at or issues with the tabulator. If you would prefer to go to another location, you can do that. Doesn't matter where you go, as long as you're a registered voter here in Maricopa County. Thanks so much, and everybody who haven't yet, get out and vote.
2: Thanks so much, everybody. Just go, go, go out there and vote. And if we can't tabulate your vote, why we're don't don't worry. It's not tabulated, but we're gonna just put it in a little box right here. And yeah, you see that little box. That little box, yeah. Hey, shut up! You're MAGA, and we won't want—we don't want MAGA people to be elected. We formed the super PAC to keep you MAGA types out of office, especially you, especially you, Donald Trump. We hate you. We don't hate all rude. you people, and that's—and so we. No, let's get back to the issue at hand. You. Don't worry if your vote's not tabulated here in Maricopa County. We have this little secure box, and we're going to put your little vote in our little secure box. Don't worry. We'll make sure that it gets counted. (laughs) You're killing me, Smalls. How long, folks? How long are we going to stand for this bullshit? I got to go break. We'll coming right back. Ay, ay, ay. We'll come back because uh, this is completely, completely absurd. And why are we standing for this? I have no idea.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. <coughs> Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Biggie Smalls brings us back. This is courtesy of Kevin. Somewhere in this song, there must be some gloating message about being number two. What, what what what's with the look right now, James?
3: What what what, do you, what yeah, are you referring to? I think it took
2: me a second to figure it out. But what, what are you the referring to? The freaking Giants won yesterday, and you're all giddy. wait. What was that? What was that? What happened? I said the freaking Giants won yesterday, and you're all giddy. And the Dallas Cowboys and the Packers. What happened? I don't know. I don't. I didn't catch the score. What happened, Kevin? How about them Cowboys? What happened, Kevin? Tough loss. Three-point
3: loss. 31-28. So the technicality is now out the
2: window. Yeah, this is the kind of day that is already happening. We got Maricopa County. You got these guys in Maricopa Maricopa County. You know, Maricopa County may be right now officially worse than Cook County, Illinois, ever was when it comes to elections. And now you got this. The balance of power, says Fox, where do the uncalled House races stand as GOP nears majority? 19 congressional races remained uncalled. Let me interject. A week after we voted, well, a week after it was supposed to be election day, one week later almost, we're still sitting here with 19, 19 congressional races remaining uncalled with control of the House hanging in the balance. They figured out that the Senate, well, yeah, what a shock, the Senate. Thank you, Nevada. Thank you. What's the second state? Oh, yes, Arizona. Arizona. Thank you. And so the Senate, we got that over the weekend. You know, we also got over the weekend, um, and we talked about this on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. FTX played a major role in some ways. These guys, the crypto guy, donated so much money to Democrats. And it turns out now this thing is, the, I guess, the, the crypto equivalent. It appears to be right now the crypto equivalent of what Bernie Madoff did. It appears to be, except... I don't know. What do you say when the money that you put in your supposed crypto investment end up, some of that money looks like it may have ended up, and I'm being very care- careful here, looks like some of that money may have ended up in the pockets of Democrats. This guy was a huge Democrat donor. So is it fair to say... Is it fair to say that that money was taken from people investing in one thing and then fraudulently given to Democrats? Is that a fair assessment of this? I don't know. We'll have to ask people that are expert in finances, and we're going to do that. I'm lining up people for later in the week where we can talk about this story, this FTX billions of dollars lost overnight. And it turns out why he's a huge investor for the Democrats. There's also a Financial Times story that said, well, you know, he gave money to Republicans too. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the money, when you look at the money that was spent, (sighs) Sam Bankman freed. Faces criminal probe for gambling FTX investors' cash on Alameda Research. Where did the money come from? That went to the Democrats. The Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office is looking into at whether FTX misused client funds by lending billions of dollars to a separate trading company founded by Bankman Freed. Oh, really? Hey, where's Letitia James? Maybe instead of trying to run the Trump family and their businesses into the ground, where's Letitia on this? Are we ever going to hear? Goodness gracious. Well, today, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies remain under pressure. Rival exchanges are trying to reassure jittery investors that they're not crooked. The world's top exchanges today experience outflows of a combined $6.2 billion worth of Bitcoin and Ethereum in the week from November 6th to November 13th, according to one analysis. This is all coming from FTX. And that failure. Now, what you don't see, and I doubt that you will see, are very detailed explanations from your favorite mainstream media Democrats explaining how this money, how, where did the money go that Bankman-Fried invested in these Democrat elections? Where did the money come from? And that question needs to be answered. Back to the Fox News story I started with. As Republicans end closer to capturing a majority of seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, there are still 19 races yet to be called. A party must win 218 seats to win a majority in the 435-seat body, a feat appearing to be within the grasp of the GOP, who've won 212 seats so far, to the Democrats' 204. Now, I've been looking at the papers, and I'm stunned every day I do, because the 212 figure has been out there. It just sits there. And then all of a sudden you see these Democrat numbers creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. Everything looks like we have seen this all before. But Fox is not the only one that is uh, looking at the seats individually. There are other news outlets reporting the seats and where they stand. you have a number of Republicans. I don't want to go through all 19 races, but you have a number of them where it looks like Republicans will be unless, unless something strange happens. It appears so far that the Republicans will be able to eke out perhaps a small, 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 Majority, and of course, Democrats are already saying what should happen next. There's a story in PMSNBC. Democrats have won the Senate. They must raise the debt ceiling immediately, immediately. The Senate returns to work today, anticipating a far different future from what most senators expected when they left Washington a month ago. Democrats all but resigned to being in the majority, in the majority and the minority. Have managed to <laughs> have managed to hang on. Is that what we want to call it now? They hung on. They hung on to their majority and they may still add a few seats to their ranks. Several items remain before the new Congress in a Republican controlled house codifying same sex marriage, protecting elections with electoral count act, in other words, trying to make sure that they strip the Constitution of any means that the Republicans could ever win elections. But the Democrats' top priority is even clearer after Election Day, raising the debt ceiling and preventing economic catastrophe. Ooh, what a deal. Let's be clear, the author says, about the destructive fallout of not raising the debt ceiling and forcing a debt default. In that scenario, the government wouldn't have enough money to meet all its expenses. Roughly 20% of government expenditures would be unfunded, according to a 219 estimate by the Congressional Budget Office. That alone would be enough to hurt the economy. Well, it's too late. Joe Biden and the Democrats already did that. But the truly terrible consequences would come from financial markets that depend on U.S. Treasury bonds, remaining a stable benchmark. A default would send shockwaves through the global financial markets, says the President's Council of Economic Advisors, and would likely cause credit markets worldwide to freeze up and stock markets to plunge. Even merely playing chicken with the debt limit has created chaos. And they go back to when Obama was in office and supposedly the Democrats threatened it and it created chaos. So already they're making the case that Republicans should join Democrats in making sure, because this has got to go through the House and the Senate, that we raise the debt limit. And I'm telling you right now, folks, you can expect a few rhinos to go along with the Democrats no matter what. But if there is no action on this debt ceiling by the time, and if, this is a big if now, if the Republicans get the House, there is not a single Republican that should help raise, in my view, raise the debt limit until they force the Biden administration to make major concessions, including abandoning the student loan fiasco, what the courts are already doing. But we ought to just drive the nail home on that one and just say, no, there will be none of this profligate spending, no spending money that's not yours to spend on giving certain people debt relief with their student loans, and this entire budget ought to be called into question, and Republicans ought to demand changes throughout the budget, and stop some of this maddening spending if they want to raise the debt ceiling. Play chicken? Yes, play chicken with Democrats. Tell them, no, no, we are not going to raise this stupid debt ceiling unless we get some major concessions on spending. James Golden, a.k.a. Snorley, was here. W.A.B.C. Talk Radio 77. Love to hear from you as we go along today. We will be taking calls. 800 848 wabc 800 848 Oh, here we go again. 9222 is the number to call. And I just love your uh-huh. your uh-huh. I you with real
0: Bruno, he's your numero uno.
1: This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Bends, at your head. The there was a battle going on, a quiet battle going on in Washington, D.C. The Republican Party is supposed to be electing their leaders, meaning Mitch and Kevin and the bunch. Not you, Kevin. The other Kevin down there, part of the McFailure team. Roger, roger. Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. I love Princess Diana came up with this, and this is just brilliant, folks. She says, if you look at the if you look at it, it's Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, and Rona McDaniels, all McFailure for the Republican team. It's time to get rid of the McFailers. Republican leaders are supposed to be anyway holding their elections, and Jenny Thomas, among other people, fifty-nine conservative power brokers are signing an op- have signed an open letter. Kevin Roberts, who we heard on this show, the new president of the Heritage Foundation. David McIntosh, president of Club for Growth. Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff of Donald Trump. Matt Schlapp, who's the chairman of, of CPAC. David Bossie, Citizens United. Jim Dement, chairman of the Conservative Partnership Institute. All of these guys and more have have signed on to a letter that says, listen, we don't even know if we have the majority or who's in the majority. Is One of the members, Scott Scott Perry, who was also on this show last week, how can incoming members be expected to vote for a rules package? How can we run this place or leadership if they haven't met the people, if they haven't heard their pitch? McConnell... Faces no challenge inside the party to his leadership. Uh, Donald Trump floated Rick Scott. And Donald Trump has endorsed McCarthy for Speaker, but a number of members of the House Freedom Caucus. And I heard some real exciting news about the Freedom Caucus today, but I I don't know whether I'm at liberty to share it. I'll check, and if if I can share it, I will during the week. Anyway, people are saying, oh, not so fast this time. We need new leaders. It's time to get away from the McFailures. Of course, the McPhailers are not going to listen to anybody but themselves because you people that vote for Republicans, you people that give the Republican Party the money every year, who cares what you think? You're only this, you know, you're just the, 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 the you know, the peasant class. Tammy Bruce, our friend Tammy Bruce. This is in Biz Pack Review today. And by the way, if you want to, Read this story and more. You, can, you Number one, you should check out bizpackreview.com, americanwirenews.com, but also check out Boastner, nerd the Daily BS. And you can sign up for the Daily BS at jamesgolden.com. It's a twice-a-day news blast. I had, a, I had a really great compliment about it. One of my friends, who was a political in the political class, in fact, she was responsible for getting elected, recruiting and getting elected, one of the more famous congressmen, household name, I won't name it, the person. But she said it's the finest, the Daily BS is the most finest um, aggregation of news stories that she ever read. She reads it every day. The Daily BS. And you can get that, bolsonaro.com, jamesgolden.com, sign up for it. But anyway, this is in the abyss Pack review today. Tammy Bruce, our good friend Tammy Bruce, tells Republicans to stop. Stop it already. Stop boohooing over the midterms. She says the Republican Party should acknowledge several important takeaways from their underperformance and stop acting like Debbie Downers. The Democrats are behaving like they want a basket full of puppies. They just have puppies, puppies, puppies everywhere. And the Republicans are running around with all this expansion, meaning with several Democrat uh, graphic groups that they are now including in their membership, they have very good numbers. So what Tammy's saying is look, we didn't get everything we wanted. But we did accomplish some things, including expanding the way that this party looks. And she goes on to say that Obama destroyed, back in the day, their bench. And that's where this time, their stars this time were. Look, Stacey Adams, Beto, Charlie Crist, all these people lost. And so uh, Tammy's saying, look at the, the big picture here. We have a stronger bench than they do of candidates. We've won this battle to expand the party, and these are good things. Maybe we should try to get Tammy this week and see whether she wants to elaborate on this. Tammy, I love Tammy Bruce. She is just, aside from being an amazing Amazingly competent and great radio host Tammy Bruce, in her own right, is just a a thinker. She's an original thinker. She has a point of view that is not the conventional wisdom. And I, she's okay. Stop the crying. Let's look at the good things that happened, and let's go and go from there. In non-related election news, folks. The largest strike of 2022 is underway, and guess where it is? It's in Cali. The largest work stoppage of the year, thousands of academic workers at the University of California system went on strike today. 48,000 teaching assistants, postdocs, researchers, and graders on the front lines of teaching and research at California's prestigious. Prestigious public university system are seeking a minimum annual salary of $54,000 a year and increased child care benefits, saying they don't earn enough money to live in the state. Now, you got to say this about that. Usually you hear strike and you say, yeah, these people are greedy. They just want. Look, $54,000 a year, try to live on that if you're in L.A., if you're in San Francisco. If you have a family with gas, did you see when at the height of the uh, gas prices, and they're still high, there were some stations in California that were charging $8 a gallon. So there's a strike underway. And it turns out in other non-election news, Amazon is about to lay off a bunch of workers. Amazon plans to cut thousands of corporate workers. The e-commerce giant will shed roughly 10,000 positions as soon as this week. So what have we had happen the past few weeks? Well, Elon Musk has downsized Twitter. Yes, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Twitter. Twitter has been downsized. Facebook announced 11,000 or so layoffs, and now Amazon is laying off. Oh, and there was a report last week, didn't get to it because of um, the election stuff. Disney's stock has taken a tumble, Um, and Disney's going to be letting go of some people. Imagine that. Imagine after all the wokeness that we've seen from Disney over the past few years, and Disney standing tall, their new CEO proudly saying he doesn't care, telling Ron DeSantis, calling, basically telling lies about the people of Florida and their governor, that they just don't say gay business, which was never part of any legislation. What, what happened in Florida, just to briefly recap, was don't sexualize young children in schools and use children as a science experiment or a social experiment. Instead, educate children in what they need to know in order to succeed in life. Start with, like, reading and writing, those kind of things, instead of all this sexual crap. But no, 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 that didn't suit Mr. Disney, the new Disney. And he they proudly stood on their haunches and said, we're going to fight, we're going to fight this, we're going to make sure that we can continue to sexualize children. Well, guess what? Now their stock prices are taking a hit, and they're talking about laying off people. So, yes, there is plenty, plenty of bad news that we could glom onto about the elections, including this business in Maricopa County, which to me is just outrageous. If you missed the first part of our our Maricopa County, we have now learned that the two individuals, the recorder and this other guy in charge of the, the, the vote in Maricopa County, they formed a PAC last year to stop MAGA candidates. And they're the ones that are telling us that all the tabulators are broken. Don't worry about it. Just put your put your ballot here in our safe little ballot box. And these guys are openly anti-quote unquote MAGA. They seem to see anything wrong with that. But everything is not lost, and I love Tammy Bruce's message of, "Let's stop the boohooing and let's focus on the optimistic stuff." I like that because throughout, I remain optimistic, folks. I do remain optimistic. I am annoyed as all get out by some of the things that we are seeing this election cycle. And yes, we have to restore the idea of elections with integrity in America. But all is not lost, and there's no reason to lose your sense of optimism about America. We are in a political fight that is going to take years, years, and perhaps decades to define a clear winner. This is not the moment to give up hope. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, we're coming back. We'll be taking a lot of your calls when we get back. Don't go away.
1: This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Survivors bring us back on WABC Dark Radio 77.
1: shortcut I could take, but it seems like I made a mistake. But I was
0: wrong. Took too long.
1: I got caught in the rush hour. Fellas fell as to shower. You were love and affection. Now you won't look in my direction.
2: Oh, I'll be Let's head to the telephone, shall we? Max in Manhattan, New York, you're up first.
1: James, thank you for taking my call. Um, I think we have a lot of uh, complaining to do about the Chinese, especially now that they're going to be meeting with with Biden. Uh, But I don't think we should forget about LeBron James, who is also in bed with the Chinese. And as far as the Republicans are concerned... Uh, Mitch McConnell and his wife are also taking money from the Chinese.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to talk about voting, but okay. Message taken. Thank you, Jim. Okay. Appreciate the call. Jim in New Jersey. You are up next. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you?
1: All right, Bo. Big fan. Miss Rush tremendously. Me Listen, too. Bo, as an American society, we got to come to the realization that there's no more Democratic and Republican Party. It's all one unit party. They compete against each other not to uh, work for the American people. They compete against each other because whoever wins controls the corruption, gets a piece, bigger slice of the pie. That's what we have to realize. And as far as the Senate's concerned, Bo, we need 55 seats to control the Senate. Because you have Romney, Mikowski, Collins, and that chameleon Lindsey Graham, who sixty five percent of the times vote for the Republicans. I mean the Democrats, excuse me. So we have a we we have a a, a tremendous hill to climb.
2: We do have a hill to climb. Let me tell you something: fifty five seats in the Senate is not impossible, and it is certainly doable. Right. But we have to. You know what? If we do not get a handle. We cannot afford to have Maricopa County in the hands of these rhinos and expect to see anything different than what we've been seeing. I'll just put it like that. And Maricopa Maricopa County is not the only place. Pennsylvania, I don't know what you poor folks in Pennsylvania are going to do because it's a bad replay. This is like, remember that movie Groundhog Day where where the guy wakes up every day and he's starting the same, and this is, these are like the groundhog elections. It's just like the last one. Here we go again with some of the same crap in the same places. Ira in Long Island, how are you, Ira? Welcome, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Ira?
1: Thank you for taking my call. Um, the point I wanted to make was as much as I love Trump and as much as a debt of gratitude, he actually made America great again. And, and and if I had my druthers, I'd want him for another four years because I think he could probably even do a better job than DeSantis. I just think that if you when I saw the election, the, the result of the election, things like 70 percent of single women voted Democratic, I'm afraid that, you know, the, that 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 the the liberal press has demonized Trump for too long. People are sick and tired of hearing him still complaining about how the election was stolen. People, I mean, that that long tweet that he put out last week, it sounded like third grade calling Rick DeSantos de sanctimonious. and, and, And that whole long tweet was written like a third grader. And, you know, I'm afraid Trump's ego, he's shooting himself in the foot. And at this point, I think I'm afraid that DeSantos is it, 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 Trump can't win the general election only DeSantos can that, that's the way I feel as much as I love Trump
2: you know I've heard from a lot of Trump people say saying almost similar things that this did not help and yet you have people I'm among them that look Trump there's only one Trump and, and one of the things that Donald Trump did I, I still look at that first his first term, his term in office, with the political hatchets in his back from his own party, with the mainstream press against him, with the Democrats hatefully against him, and still all he managed to accomplish. And so we're going to be in for a primary season like we have never seen before, because apparently there is a big announcement to be made. In fact, I have friends that report to me they've been quote-unquote summoned tomorrow lago this week for the whatever this announcement is going to be. So I think just prepare, just buckle your seatbelt, folks. We're in for a ride. Tricia in Connecticut, welcome. How are you? WABC, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snirly.
1: Bo, thanks for all the clever laughs like your daily BS, your wicked smart guests. And the Dems, the Democrats in their party, instead of, quote-unquote, protecting democracy, as they say, they're promoting mob rule, chaos, and cacistocracy, which means – it comes from the Greek. It means government by the least qualified, least suitable, or most incompetent citizens, which certainly are epitomized by – Biden, uh Raphael Warnock and John Fetterman of all things. I just I'm appalled. I mean,
2: can you believe John? I mean, some Democrats are even now talking about a ticket of Joe Biden and John Fetterman together. And you know what? There was a Democrat consultant by the way who offered the idea that Liz Cheney should be on the next ticket for the Democrats. Which uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, she was out campaigning for the Democrats, I guess. Why not? Um, Trisha? your call is brilliant, as always. It's always such a delight to hear from you. And you make some great points about the kind of leadership that America is experiencing right now. Pennsylvania, Fetterman, really? New York, Hokel. Hokel. I could have spent the entire show talking about the latest murders and mayhem, and burglaries and rapes and pillaging that have gone on in New York since Kathy Hochul was re-elected. All I will say is Democrats have blood on their hands, but they don't care about that. All right, folks, that's it for me for the day. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow for our Tuesday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour with Mark Stein joining us. Bye.
1: This is the Rush Hour with those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.